0: Welcome back to Become a Calm Mama. I am your host. I am Darlene Childress. I'm a life and parenting coach. I've been at this for a long time and I am excited about this episode. Well, I'm glad you're here and I'm excited about this episode because it's sort of a continuation of the last couple of episodes. So the title of this episode is Parenting Stress Cycle Part Two. And in today's episode, I'm gonna teach you about how to complete a parenting stress cycle. So in the last episode, I kind of taught you what a stress cycle is, and I explained to you that there are three ways to complete the parenting stress cycle and to like not have them so frequently. So one of them, one of those ways is to decrease the stressors in your life. Like actually making your life simpler and, um, you know, not having so much going on and so many demands on yourself so that you can um, actually not feel so stressed out, right? <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? And um, Because stressors are these external, external circumstances in our life that we have to respond to. Like, for example, really quickly, you know, your kid falls and, you know, scrapes themselves pretty bad or they have a concussion or they need stitches or something like that. Like that stuff just happens. That's a stressor in your life and you deal with it and you do all the things and it creates stress juice in your body. And once you've dealt with the stressor, like your child is safe, they're at the doctor or they've already got their stitches in your home, what happens is that your stress juice is still pumped up and you then need a way to release that stress juice. That's what I'm going to talk about in this episode: is how to release that stress juice, dealing with it. But wouldn't it be nice if we had fewer stressors in our life, so that when things come up in our life, we, um, you know, we have more capacity, more bandwidth to deal with them. So I'm going to talk about how to decrease the stressors in your life, moms. Wouldn't you love that? In just a couple of episodes, but. In this episode, I'm talking about the stress juice itself. I'm talking about what to do, how to do that, like, okay, everybody's safe, everybody's fine, but I am still, like, pumped up. What do you do with that stress juice? So if you're like, what the heck is she talking about? What is stress juice? What's a stress cycle? I encourage you to go back to last week's episode and um, and listen to that and then come to this one because it'll make a lot more sense. This is also a continuation of two episodes ago, not to go so deep into like all the episodes, but I talk about how our goal in Become a Calm Mama, right, is to really raise emotionally healthy kids. And the way that we do that is through calm, connected, and gentle parenting. And I talked about some of the, um, the obstacles that make gentle parenting hard. And one of the main obstacles is staying calm in the midst of a stressor or staying calm in the midst of misbehavior. Because our brain, parenting brain, looks at misbehavior and thinks of it as a stressor, as a problem, as a major uh, source of stress. And it's actually just your kids coping or communicating with their feelings. So, when I'm talking about staying calm in the midst of misbehavior and staying calm in the midst of the stressors in our life, this episode is really about helping you feel less stressed. Wouldn't that be great, right? So how do we feel less stressed? How do we complete these stress cycles? What do we do with stress juice? Now, I want to give a shout out to the book Burnout because some of the things that I'm teaching you are taught in that book and it's the sisters, um, Emily and Amelia Nagoski. And they have this book and they talk about stressors and stress juice and that kind of thing. So what I'm doing is I'm taking those philosophies and those concepts and putting them into the framework of parenting and being a mom. So as a parent you get stress juice, right? Like you have a lot of stressors, kids misbehave, kids run late. Um, One of my new clients, giant thing of like sweet iced tea spilled all over the counter and was dripping into the cupboards. And like, it's like, ah, right? Like those moments happen. And then we have to deal with the, the situation, cleaning it all up. And then we have that stress juice in our bodies. I want to give you before I talk to you about completing a stress cycle and like the active things you need to do, I want to talk about how stress cycles sometimes happen like when you complete them naturally. Times where that happens naturally. So the one of the times that I notice it for myself is when I drop my kids off in a place that they that I feel that they are safe that everything is going to be okay and I kind of have that like ah, feeling like I felt that way when they were in elementary school middle school and I would drive them to school and they would get out of the car and like go inside or I you know when they were really little I would walk them in and that feeling of like handing them off to another caregiver who I feel that they are safe with and that I like for them. Then I, you know, especially I remember when I would do the carpool line and they would like get out of the car and you have like that sound of the cars, car doors closing and, and walking, watching them walk in. And I just have this like, like this exhale from my belly and like my chest would relax and my shoulders. And I might be able to like, I feel a little bit lighter in my body my breath becomes like I can take a deeper breath. That is a sign that I have completed my stress cycle. And I would notice that especially if it was a stressful morning, getting them out the door, getting them to school, I'd have that sense of relief even greater on those days when I was like, oh my God, finally get these people out of my life for, you know, five hours or whatever, six hours, and, ah, right? Right. And one thing just about the pandemic that made that hard is that there was no moment in time when you felt like you could drop your kids off and like that they were safe and that everything was going to be okay and you could be off duty for a bit. Even if you were going to work or going back into some sort of caregiving environment, you just knew that like, oh, like I'm not going to take care of these people. And we were in a chronic stress Cycle like a parenting stress cycle throughout the pandemic a lot of times because we didn't have this moment where we're done with dealing with kids and we have a beat to kind of reset our stress juice. So that's how you know that you've completed a stress cycle. You probably do this frequently and don't realize it. And so if you do, like, excellent. Just notice that. Like, Oh, that was a lot. Like, Ooh, that was intense. It's the coyote story from last week. It's like, I was chased by all these coyotes. And then I came inside, closed the door. And now I'm like, ah, oh, I'm safe. I'm good. That's that like let down feeling. We also have it at bedtime sometimes where you finally get those kids to bed and you get on the couch and you get your Netflix on and you like get your slippers or you turn and put your pajamas on and these are all signals to your body like I'm off duty, I can relax. I'm, I'm done. <sighs> now, some of you don't have that feeling of the stress cycle being completed. Maybe that's because you know, your bedtime routine isn't that great or your kids keep coming out, right? Or you feel guilty that you have to rush bedtime or something like that is happening. Or maybe your kids are going to a school environment that doesn't feel good. It's not, it's not the right fit for them. They have a lot of anxiety or they're struggling with their friends or something like that is happening and you're carrying that stressor with you. So even when they go off to, you know, a sports class or enrichment or the school or babysitter daycare, whatever it is, preschool, that you're, you're still not feeling that relaxed. Ah, everything's okay. I'm safe. They're safe. Now, for some of you, you take internal stressors with you. So even though you might have dealt with that external stressor, your brain immediately fires you back up and dumps a bunch of crap in your head. Where it's like, oh, but they're not gonna be okay. And I'm not gonna be late, and my boss is gonna be mad at me. Or like, now I have to go home and do all this housework, and it's so annoying, and I, I'm so behind. And like, you might not ever allow for that moment where you go, ah, because of there's internal stressors str- swimming around in your head, fears, criticisms. So like, even though you've dealt with that external, you're still creating internal stress, and that is. Where you're not actually completing the stress cycle, you're putting more stress juice in your body, you're creating more, um, more like stress. Okay. Now, for some of you, you don't even know how to give your body that signal to relax. Like you are living in a chronic stress state where the stress juice never goes down. It's like your cortisol is pumped up. It's on, you're like in an adrenaline fused state. And you might have had this stress juice for days, for weeks, for months, or even years of incomplete stress cycles. So when you are in that space, I think of you as in a mama stress spiral, So it's not a cycle because it doesn't really end. It's a spiral. It's never ending. Just boom, boom, boom. Stressor, stressor, stressor. Stress juice, no release. Stressor, stressor, stressor. Stress juice, no release. And that is when you are in a stress, mama stress spiral. So the cycle ends, reset, start another stressor, stress juice, reset cycle. But when you're in a spiral, never ending. It's pretty much a chronic stress state. And as a parent, it's really difficult to be calm when you're in chronic stress. It's very difficult to have compassion for your kids when you feel like they're constantly like creating more and more problems for you and that you can't deal with the problems that they're already creating. Now they're creating new ones. It's like chronic stress. You can't really set boundaries, you can't set limits, you don't really know how to um, coach your kids through their big feelings, you don't know how to deal with the behavior because you really aren't able to think straight when you are in chronic stress. Cortisol's pumping, cuts off access to your executive function part of your brain and you're not able to really think straight or even feel straight, yeah? So I'm gonna give you a few signs to help you know whether you are stuck in a stress spiral. So one is where if you find yourself in stress-activating situations that just out- outpass your ability to reset them, like it's just like too much coming at you. Maybe you have an ill parents, you've got a full-time job, you've got little kids, you're not doing well with your, hus- your husband or your partner, you're, um, you're struggling financially, you have to move. Like, you know, or you're, you're having conflict with your siblings or your parents, there could be a lot going on and that might just be too much, like just too much on your plate. There's too much going on and it might feel as if you don't have time to reset your stress juice. If simple tasks or requests feel overwhelming, that's another sign that you're in a stress spiral. When it's like a small thing where, you know, you're, you've got to put your kids to bed and then all of a sudden one's like, I've got to poop. And you're just like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you're like, find yourself like way overwhelmed by kind of small things like that. You know, yeah, it's annoying. But when you're like really activated by them, probably in a stress spiral. Um, if you find yourself like doing self-destructive behaviors on a consistent basis, Not like a one-off, right? So like over-drinking or binge-watching TV or abusing drugs or always checking the news or always checking social media or overeating or over-exercising, over-dieting, picking at things in your body. If you are in these self-destructive behaviors consistently, so I don't want you to be thinking like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm an alcoholic because I got drunk or drank this past weekend. I don't know. I'm not saying yes or no. I'm just saying we're looking for patterns. We're looking for self-destructive behaviors that you keep doing. Instead of judging yourself as something like bad and wrong with you, maybe you could just say like, huh, I must be in a lot of stress because I keep doing this behavior. I keep overeating or I keep binge watching TV and not getting stuff done or whatever. Some other symptoms of being in a stress spiral are... uh, Negative or anxious thoughts that you can't shake. Like if you find yourself keep going to worst case scenario and you can't quite get out of it. Rage that feels out of control, like really intense, really intense sadness that won't go away. Those are signs that maybe you're in a stress spiral, that you have more, more stressors in your life than you can handle and you're not having enough opportunity to reset that stress juice the things that happen with our body sometimes are invitations to get curious. Like if you have intense physical pain, uh, that's out of proportion to what's happening, then that might be an, an invitation to like explore that. Like maybe you just need to go to the doctor and find out, or maybe it's your body telling you, like if your body is out of whack and you're sick all the time and you have chronic pain and you have injuries that won't heal or re- recurring affections, this is a sign that your body is having trouble keeping up it, or it could be. So you want to get curious about that. So if you're feeling like you're stuck in a stress spiral, if you were listening to me as I talked about those things and you were like, uh-huh, yep, that's me. Um, this, The rest of the things I'm going to share with you will really help you. If you listened and you were like, uh, no, no, I feel like I'm all right. I just have a lot going on and I feel stressed a lot. Also, this is going to help you. So whether you're in a stress spiral, you want out of it, or you just need help resetting your stress juice, the tools and tips that I'm about to share are going to really help you. The cool thing is that just having an awareness, just having listened to the last 15 minutes of this episode are enough to help your brain start to pay closer attention. And that's actually one of the major hurdles is not being aware that you're in a stress cycle. Not even being aware that you have a lot going on and that you have some built up stress juice. So just knowing that this concept exists and you're like, oh yeah, I have a lot of stressors and then I don't reset my stress juice. Oh, huh, maybe that's why I feel this way. We have actually made a lot of progress just with that realization because awareness is the first step in changing the stress cycle, like completing those stress cycles. You can't change something that you don't know is a problem. So knowing how the stress cycle works and how to complete it will give you sh- these tools to shift from that spiral 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 to more of a cycle from chronic stress to completed stress that's what we're working on so how how Darlene tell me how how do i complete a stress cycle how do i get out of the mama stress spiral you'll have to deal with the stress juice it's like metabolizing or digestion right your body needs a place to process all of the stress juice that builds up every day. That's just how it is. You have stress every day, you have stress juice every day. Just like you eat every day and you have to process the food, right? So we have to process our stress juice. Now, if we have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff going on, you might have to do a lot of resets throughout the day and that's okay. That's not a problem. So I'm going to tell you how. And It's a little bit of a list, so if you want to get grab a piece of paper, that's fine, or pause it as you know, or come back to this point. So, the first, the most effective way to complete a stress cycle is with movement. Moving your body for about 20 minutes a day is going to reset your stress cycle, it gives that stress juice a place to move. I think cardiovascular exercise is really helpful. Like you're actually getting that blood pumping and you're kind of moving, you know, all of the metabolic features of your body are in, in progress, but I don't want you to think that you have to do that. You can do all sorts of different types of movement. You can walk, you can stretch, you can, um, you know, do a workout video. You can do a dance party with your kids. Uh, you can, um, do jumping jacks like anything that's you know 20 to 30 minutes of physical activity is going to be enough to reset your stress juice not completely for all the time but it is it is enough um you can walk run swim hike bike dance jump do tennis weight lift yoga pilates surf golf play basketball do zumba stretch that's just a small list of things of ideas of what to do with your body you know you're grown-ups you know how to move your body I'm happy doing a gentle walk or doing a little workout video that's what I do most days is walk and do a workout video yep just me (laughs) doing a little video and just like the old days of like video at home right um so that's the most important thing to do every day is moving your body. Now, you might be like, I don't have time. I can't do that, darling. That's what are you talking about? It can be playing with your kids. It can be playing ball with them, going in the trampoline with them, you know, kicking, kicking the ball back and forth, chasing them around the playground. It doesn't have to look like exercise. It just needs to look like moving your body. And m- many of you do do that a lot because you have little kids just do it intentionally. Be like, look at me. I'm going to giggle a little bit. I'm going to move my body. I'm going to decrease my stress juice. When you do it intentionally, it has a lot more impact. A couple other strategies are to connect with an adult that cares about you. So last week in last week's episode, I talked about the coyote being chased by the coyote and coming inside and closing the door and then having someone that you tell the story to oh, I was just chased by a coyote. And they're like, oh my God, are you serious? And you're like, yeah, it was a lot. And they're like, whoa, are you okay? And you're like, oh, I am. Woo, and they're like, "Whoa," And then maybe they like give you a hug or tell you like, oh, that's amazing. You ran so fast, whatever. Having another adult in your life that you cares about you is another way to complete your stress cycle. Doing something that delights you. So if that is... You know, cooking, great. If it's not cooking, great. If it's listening to music, if it's going outside, if it's reading a book, uh, whatever kind of thing that delights you. Drawing, doing art, um, tidying up, cleaning. That can feel really relaxing. Cleaning can also be movement. Just lighting a candle, turning on your favorite song. There are lots of different things you can do that delight you that will help recreate Complete your stress cycle. So if you think about it, if you're being attacked by a bear, you're not going to be like, oh, excuse me, bear, while I light this candle and play my favorite song. (laughs) Right? You're not. You're not going to be like, excuse me, bear, I need to call my best friend and tell her that I'm being attacked by a bear right now. Like, no. You deal with the stressor and then you deal with the stress juice. So once you are signaling to your body Like I'm in the bathtub, I'm safe, this is relaxing. Or I'm going to like, you know, take a shower and blow dry my hair. And this is the way that I am like taking care of myself. These are all signs to your brain that you're safe and that releases the stress juice. Two other ones, allowing your thoughts and feelings. I teach a concept called a thought dump. And it's just a journal page and you, and you just write down your thoughts. And a lot of time feelings come out in there too. That is such a beautiful way of resetting yourself. You can do a negative thought dump where you dump out all the things that you're mad about and annoyed by and stressed by, or you can do a positive thought dump where you're like kind of a gratitude list or what do I like about my kids or what's going well for my life. Really kind of, kind of journaling and giving yourself some perspective so you can either be a compassionate witness for yourself and let yourself dump or you can be your own life coach and give yourself some gratitude and perspective either way is fine and then the last one honestly moms do not do this is sleep or rest if you're tired you have permission to stop in the middle of the day if you're not at work or even if you are at work and rest to take a full lunch hour to actually lay down on the couch if you're a stay-at-home mom and you have kid duty from when the time you wake up to the time you go to bed except while they're at school well you might not be able to like take care of yourself in the evening after they go to sleep maybe it's too late or you're too tired so it might look like you taking a little break in the middle of the day, eating something good and watching a show or reading your book or sitting in the sun or talking to your best friend like, or actually taking a nap. <laughs> so you have permission to do that because it is a form of taking care of yourself and you also know you like literally don't have time to do it later. So you have to deal with the stress juice. Might as well do it. While the kids are at school or the kids are at daycare or whatever, if that works, like if you're at work and you're like with the kids, then you go to work and then you get the kids immediately and then you go, you know, then you have them all afternoon and evening and then you go to bed and you're so tired, all you can do is take a shower, you are going to be in a chronic stress spiral. It's just the way it is. It might be a temporary season. You're building up that stress juice. You're probably gonna pop more frequently. And if that's the case, you probably need to create chunks of time where you reset your stress cycle in like, like you binge, uh, binge reset. So maybe you don't have time every day because of the demands of your life. I don't want you to feel like, well, okay, well, I can't do all that, darling. I'm busy. Yeah, you might be busy. So that looks like on a Saturday morning or an overnight. Or on Friday afternoons or, you know, whatever that is, you ask for help and you get your partner to help you, your parents, your siblings, your friends, you hire somebody and you take an actual chunk of time, like a binge reset to reset that stress cycle. So ideally, you would do this daily. You would incrementally deal with that stress juice, right? You would be doing, working on it. Over time, you know, decreasing it and and keeping it kind of under, uh, you know, under a certain level. But if you don't have time to do that, then you're going to need to do a bigger chunk. You're going to need to take an actual "calm mama" break and and go, you know, like three hours, four hours, and where you don't have kid care. That's essentially what we're looking at. It's like when can you find a chunk of time, either daily weekly, monthly, quarterly, something where you get a chance to actively rest and reset that stress response. It's vital. Otherwise you're going to be stuck in that stress spiral. And if you're stuck in a stress spiral, you might want to start to plan your next break. Like when are you going to be away from your demands of life? So I encourage all of you, no matter where you are in this process, to take one of these like binge resets, right? This mom binge resets. I just made that up. I've never called it that, but it feels like you're binging, you're binging resetting um, because you're like, you know, you're like bottling it all up in like a night or a couple of hours. So I think that would be great if you um, can plan that. So how do you do that? First, you decide when it's going to be. You're like, all right, I need to take a break. I'm burned out. My stress juice is out of control. I'm in a stress spiral. This is not okay. I'm getting sick. I am overwhelmed. I am raging. I am anxious. Like I am a mess. You can admit that. There's nothing wrong with it. Of course you're a mess. Being a mom is really hard. Being a dad is hard too. But if you're whoever the default parent is, who is the primary caregiver? Most of the time it's moms. If you're the mom, you're probably under a lot of stress. So decide, okay, I'm going to take a break, everybody. When is that going to be? A few hours, an overnight, a weekend. Then figure out who's going to take the kids and ask that person. Say, here's when I would like you to watch the children. Are you willing to do that? If it's your partner, you can use the word watch the children if you want. It's kind of weird. You could just be like, hey, I need a break. And... This is when I want to take one. Does that work for you? Don't give up on yourself if your partner's like, oh, no, I want to break. You know, OK, fine. OK, I'm going to figure it out. Keep working at it. Then decide what you want to do. Figure out what do you want to do during your break? How do you figure that out? I like to ask moms, like, if you had four hours to yourself with no demands, what would you do? Like, or what did you used to do before you had kids? Okay, do that. Whatever answer comes up, like I would go shopping. I would go to the beach. I would get a massage and then I would talk to my sister and then we'd go on a hike and then like whatever comes up, that's what you're going to do. And then you get to decide, are you going to be alone or are you going to be with somebody? Do you want to be with a friend or do you want to be by yourself? There's no right answer. You can do that. So if you, if you're in a stress spiral, Here's what I want you to be thinking. I want you to be thinking this is normal. Uh, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm not a mess. I'm just a person who has more stressors in their life than they do time to reset the stress response. So that's it. Like don't judge it. Just accept it as a fact. I'm a human, I've got kids, it's a lot. And I am overwhelmed and I need to take breaks. I need to take care of myself. Deciding, I'm going to work, try to commit to doing it every day. I'm going to move my body every day. I'm going to talk to some people that aren't my, you know, another adult. I'm going to do something that delights me. I'm going to rest when I'm tired. Commit to those things. Decide right now. Yeah, no, I want to feel better as a mom and I'm going to do that. I'm gonna start moving, even a little bit. I'm gonna connect to another grown up. I'm gonna do something that delights me. I'm gonna do that every day. If you if you um, decide you're gonna do it every day, then like there's no rules. Like it's okay if you don't do it every day. It's not like some kind of thirty day challenge situation. But just I always find like if I decide I'm gonna do something every day, I tend to get to it most days. Or like even if it's like I'm gonna work out every day, but I only do three days a week. Well, it's still three days a week. But if I decide I'm going to do that three days a week, I typically only get to it once because of life. So I always kind of like, I'm going to do that. My ideal thing is to, to move my body every day, to connect with the, another adult every day, to do something that delights me every day, and to rest and sleep if I'm tired. Those, that is how I manage my stress. And I do, I do get to those things most days. And I will encourage you to do it. as possible. I even did it when the boys were little. When they were little, I had hired a babysitter. Um, She was a younger person, so it wasn't very expensive. But I prioritized this budget expense. And I had every Wednesday afternoon off with little kids. And it was like two to five, so three hours a week. And a lot of times I would go to the movies because I didn't know what else to do. Or that would be when I would get my hair cut or maybe go shopping, but I found that overwhelming. A lot of times, no joke, I would end up in my car reading my book, like around the corner from my house. I have many memories of doing that. And it was just my chunk of time, my calm mama break. I did not call it back then, call it that, but that's what I was doing so that I wouldn't lose my shit on my kids. So these breaks are worth it and they will help you reset your stress cycle. So next week, I'm gonna talk about how to not get so stressed in the first place by reframing behavior. And then the following week, I'll do decreasing your stressors so that you can actually not feel like, anything I can do to help you feel less stressed is amazing. So today's episode was all about dealing with the stress juice. And then I'll talk about dealing with the stressors in the next couple of episodes. All right. I went a little long, but I hope it was helpful. Obviously, I'm always open to listen to you. You can message me on Instagram, say hi, tell me how it's going. Tell me what you're, you know, are you doing a break? You can tag me if you take a calm mama break on and put it on Instagram. I'd love that. And then of course, the some of the tools that I offer today are in this stop yelling cheat sheet, which is my free guide to stop yelling at your kids. You can get that at my website, which is wwwcommammacoaching.com and I spell mama maMA and that will be a really great guide for you to like kind of understand this stress cycle and then how to get out of it. And that is free on my website. All right. I hope you take a break this week. I can't wait to hear about the breaks that you take and how you take excellent care of yourself. And I will talk to you next week. Have a great week, mamas.